All right, guys, it's about that time. Chris Brooks here with you. Another edition of the 247 Sports Podcast. Not butchered that. Doesn't matter. We're going to go with it. The Rebels 247 Podcast. How about that? Part of the 247 Sports Network and inside the Rebels, as always. I could have redone that opening. That's not a good idea. It's just better to go with it. You know, no matter what you put out there, it's just better to go with it. Go with it the first time. Don't edit it. Don't chop it up. Don't redo it. Don't cut it out. Don't do any of that. Like people don't make mistakes. Make them all the time. Just go with it. Happy to be with you guys on a Monday morning. I hope you had a good weekend. I had a busy weekend. Had a very busy weekend here on July the 25th. I don't think about this until, you know, I hop on the podcast every morning. And then I'm wondering, oh, what's today? Anything special going on today? Hey, it's wine and cheese day. There you go. Don't even know what a thread the needle day is. Hot fudge day. It's hiring a veteran day. That's always a good thing. Hot fudge Sunday day, merry-go-round day. And wine and cheese day. I've already done the cheese thing. Big cheese eater. Had some breakfast and already knocked that out. Can't do the, the wine. It's, I mean, it's Monday morning. No sense in any of that. But those are your, uh, for whatever it's worth, national days. I did have a good weekend. You know, we keep getting a little bit closer to football season. And this is how I kind of consume not just the high school season, the college season, the NFL season, all of it. You know, as I've gotten a little bit older, I don't know, my fandom, my interests, they they change. You know, after some of that is also it coincides with having kids. And and for sure now that my oldest kid is has gone through the process of baseball, you know, it just it gives me a different perspective. Um uh, this weekend I had a chance to uh, go to a, a big quarterback combine. And what I was getting at, the way I kind of go into these seasons, in the summer, I've gotten to where I just, I do other things, right? And professionally now, I mean, I'm still interested in this because I'm following it for you and we're still covering it. And at the same time, I'm still able to get my my head onto some other things, you know what I mean? And look, and I'd advise you to do the same thing. You got to have a, uh, you got to have some balance in life. So, you know, I let myself get interested in other things. I'm playing golf and chasing my kids around for baseball as I'm still following this recruiting stuff and getting you guys content. But once I get to about this time of year and um, I'm going to some of these camps right before the season and I'm calling kids or I'm meeting kids or I'm meeting coaches or calling coaches and now the, the football talk starts, not just, hey, Hey, you know, where are you going? Who's calling? Not not that kind of stuff. Hey, how's your team going to be this year? You know, those actual pertinent football questions. I do enjoy that. And so um, this weekend, I had a chance to see a ton of these kids, a ton of them. And I, I've mentioned this ad nauseum on the podcast by now. I'm a big high school football fan. You know, uh, high school football to me, Reminds me of what college football used to be in the 80s and maybe the 90s. I saw Mike Espy tweet out and saw Mike um, Saturday. Um, awesome guy. Mike's, Mike's, a, Mike's a dude. He's, just, he's a great dude. And he tweeted out the old dandy dozen photo with him in it. And look, and the names just kind of flood back. I mean, Chris Spencer's in this thing. 
Um, Mike, of course, is in it. You have Bobo Brown was preseason. Dandy Dozen had three. Coco Hodge, Clarence McDougal, Jeff Sanders, Noah Ingram. See if I can do the whole dozen off the top of my head. I'm going to leave somebody out. Um, Ducksworth, Derek Ducksworth. Derek Ducksworth is in there. Man, Jeremy Ruffin. Remember Jeremy Ruffin back in the day? 200-pound defensive end coming out of high school, out of Meridian. And I'm oh, I'm going to leave a couple. Trey Stallings wasn't part of that. No, no, he was the year before, I think. I'm testing myself here. But anyway, uh, James Dean, uh, South Panola. I think I'm still too short. But anyway, he tweets out that picture, the old big shoulder pads. You remember those? I mean, the shoulder pads are enormous. And uh, these guys are all in, in uniform, have their jerseys on. And high school football now reminds me of college back in back in the day, you know, when, um, when coaches weren't paid such huge sums of money. And certainly we were a long way from the NIL stuff. And this stuff doesn't bother me now. You know, you can ruin anything. Um, if they do this stuff right, it'll be fine. It'll just be different. You know, it'll, it's, it'll just be different. And um, there is something for nostalgia and how things used to be. And high school football, it reminds me of it. Now, if all these high school kids start moving place to place for NIL deals or whatever, okay, I don't know. I might have to uh, go. I might start following show choirs. I don't know. Well, I don't know what my interest would be. That might get me. But something, you know, art. I don't know. If my wife was listening to this, she'd laugh because she knows those things aren't happening. All due respect to friends of mine that are into those kind of things. I'm just, I'm from the country. I'm not real artsy. Um, and I should be, I need more culture in my life, but I'm starting now to talk to these kids and actually about real football and their coaches are all with them at this event at Southern Miss. And it's real football talk. How's your team going to be, um, new players, that sort of thing that are about to come through. Um, Wyatt Davis is a big quarterback coach in the state. He had this big 40 showcase at Southern Miss Saturday and had about 45 to 50 quarterbacks there. Obviously, a ton of wide receivers are there. Mike Espy was a wide receiver instructor. I saw Herbert Davis out there working with quarterbacks. Austin Davis played in the NFL for seven or eight years. He's working with them. Uh, C.J. Bailey, I think I saw out there. Man, there's a couple others. Anyway, there's a lot of really good people, good coaches, and there was some talent out there. Like just off the top of my head, I'm John White's out there, junior at MRA that's committed to Southern. John's gotten bigger too, by the way. Like not necessarily taller, but John's gotten thick and threw the ball real well. Reese Mooney's there. I shouldn't have done this top of my head. He's committed to Liberty. I've had a chance to run into him a few times um, this summer. DJ Smith, if you guys remember him from Greenville Christian last year, I don't know how he didn't get big offers, but he's headed to Jones. Some of your younger quarterbacks, you know, Deuce Knight, the kid that everybody's talked about at George County, left-hander, Anthony Maddox at um, Oak Grove already has an Alabama offer. He's just going to be a 10th grader. Uh, Emil Piccarella, the young kid at St. Joe. I mean, there are a ton of them. And older, younger kids all over the place. Philip uh, Short now entering his third year in JUCO. Now he's at Holmes, you know, still trying to land that big offer. And he's had D1 offers, but, you know, I'm, I look, I have nothing but respect for kids that are shooting high. And, and I love the position I'm in to try to help them get there, whatever I can do, uh, whatever small part I can play. Phillip's an awesome dude. It was great to run into him again. Of course, he was at MRA back in the day, so I, I know Phillip real well. Um, and one kid I did not know, a couple of them, Trey Petty, kid at Starkville, it's a quarterback, just a junior. 
has a state offer already. Ole Miss is talking to him. Uh, that was a very easy to talk to type of kid. A really good dude, had fun out there, threw the ball real well, enjoyed meeting him. And then Kay Irving, Ole Miss baseball commit from Gauthier. I, I've heard a lot about Caden, hadn't seen him. He's a class of 23. He's going into his senior year. He was 5A Offensive Player of the Year last year. 39 touchdowns, of over 4,000 yards of total offense. 6'2", 215, 220. He's a thick, thick kid, but he can he can still run. Ran for five or 600 yards last year. Uh, but he'll put up huge numbers on the football field this year. And, and I'm well aware of on the baseball field. Like, if he gets to Ole Miss, difference maker kind of guy swinging the bat. Ton of home runs, has a high grade with perfect game. I think it's a 9-5, which those are usually reserved for potential very high draft picks. Um, so I enjoy watching him play. I haven't seen him in person, just huddle film. Watch him throw a football 70 yards. He doesn't even have a profile page to let you know kind of how off the radar that kid is. And, uh, and he's a really good football player. So I've always been curious, you know, why you're not getting more attention. Hey, didn't even seem bothered by it. Man, I'm going to play football as long as I can play it. I'm just I'm grateful to be out here. I'm blessed. I'm already committed to Ole Miss and baseball. I'm going to enjoy my senior year, and we'll just see what happens. You know that kind of stuff. That kind of stuff. And uh, I always enjoy meeting those kind of kids. And then there's always a few of these that happen. You know, I met several that you guys aren't going to follow, but kids that matter to me. You know, like Paxton Thompson. He's a quarterback at Jackson Prep. You know, trying to find scholarship offers. He's not going to be a Power Five SEC guy but he's a really good high school football player. He'll go somewhere. But even if he didn't, you know, 30 plus ACT type of type of person. And there's lots of those quarterbacks out there. You know, Trip Maxwell, the kid that transferred from Oxford this year to go down to Hartfield. So he's back. He's in my area now with Mac Howard transferring into Oxford. Trip Maxwell transferred out and he's down here in this area. I'd love to see that kid have a big year. And then some of them, usually they'll reach out to me afterwards. And I appreciate those. Like an Anthony Maddox kid, I didn't get a chance to talk to him because uh, he was running everywhere and people interviewing him. And then he just kind of, but I got some pictures of him that I posted and he hits me up just to say, hey, thanks, really appreciate you throwing a photo. Man, I like helping kids like that. You get to the end of these recruiting processes and some of these kids don't want to be bothered. And I understand that if it was my kid, that's exactly where he'd be. And, and I, I I'd give him good advice to like, it's fine, man. You don't have to say anything if you don't want to. Uh, but some of these guys that are still clawing for spots, I like helping them. I like meeting them. You know, they appreciate every little thing that you do for them. And um, camp this weekend was pretty awesome. Some of those guys can, can really spin it, especially uh, some of these younger guys. Ole Miss will be looking at. Uh, but, I mean, I'd be watching Trey Petty. Caden Irving, I'm going to see what happens this year. I think Southern Miss got a really good kid in John White. He's not tall. I'm guessing John's right at six foot, probably right at it, but he's got to be pushing 200 pounds. Like he, he was noticeably bigger. But as far as just arm talent, that kid can throw a football and he'll throw for a ton of yards this year. So I'm looking forward to him. Like I said, I'd watch for Trey Petty to see what happens there. Personally, I'm watching this DJ Smith kid because I don't know why he's in Juco now. I mean, he was a big-time player in high school and just didn't get, you know, the offers they thought he was going to get. Um, but, okay, hats off to Wyatt Davis and all those guys that helped him put that camp on. You know, Mike Espy, like I said, was part of it. 
It was really good to see him. At some point, I'll catch up with Mike, and I like his thoughts on some of the guys that he's training. You know, Mike's working with – he's working with a ton of kids. But, you know, an example would be a Malik Keith. You know, how um, how the offseason training go? How's he feel? You know, things like that. Um, Mike's a great guy. But uh, that was Saturday, and I'll have stories that kind of filter out all week from interviews over there. Probably got a dozen of them, roughly. And I will filter that through the site. The other thing that happened over the weekend, you might have seen this preseason all SEC stuff that starts that um, that came out from from the SEC and from media days. The guys that Ole Miss had on here, Nick Broker was the only first team guy. Um, Jonathan Mingo got second team with the voting. Zach Evans was third team, and so was Jeremy James. That Jeremy's going to be higher than that end of the year. I'd be shocked if he's not. Uh, I think he's one of the best offensive tackles in the SEC. For Zach Evans to be getting attention, having never played a down for Ole Miss, should tell you something about him. He's been on all of these preseason All-SEC lists, and I'm telling you, media guys or coaches or anybody, they don't like voting for people that haven't been there. And uh, the fact that he's on all of them, it tells you all you need to know about that guy. He's going to have a monster year. You know, knock on wood, always at running back. You hope those guys stay healthy. But um, but he's he's probably going to have a, a big-time year. Other guys you might care about, I like going down these lists because it's sometimes it's names I'd forgotten about. Everybody knows Bryce Young. He was the first-team quarterback. You know, Tank Bigsby at Auburn is going to have a big year. Uh, Jameer Gibbs at Alabama. They're just going to roll in somebody else. They do it every year. Your quarterbacks, though, Hendon Hooker is the second-team guy, and Will Levis at Kentucky is the third-team guy. I don't think they'll be second and third when we get to the end of the year. There's nothing against them. The quarterback position this year in the SEC, it's kind of like the SEC West in general. There are a bunch of them which means somebody somebody good's going to be left out. The SEC West this year, team play, it's as good as ever. As good as it's ever been, ever. The teams that finish sixth and seventh will not be awful teams. They'll look like it because somebody has to lose. They won't be bad. I mean, and it could be any of those teams in that three, four, five, six, seven spot could finish at the bottom. I think the division is that good. Quarterback is similar. There's a lot of guys in the SEC. And uh, after Bryce Young, I wouldn't be shocked who fills those second and third spots. Wouldn't be shocked at all if it's an Ole Miss guy. Whoever. Whoever it is. If it's Jackson Dart, if it's Luke Altmaier. I think Ole Miss will have more than four on those first three teams, though. I do know that. All right, guys. That's going to do it for the Monday edition of the show as we creep closer and closer to the football season. We'll be back tomorrow. Hope you have a good day. This is Chris Brooks on the Rebels 247 podcast, part of the 247 Sports Network and Inside the Rebels. You guys have a great day. Talk to you tomorrow.